Today, my dear faithful, is Palm Sunday. Now the epistle is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Philippians, chapter 2. Brethren, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but abased himself, taking the form of a servant, being made to the likeness of men, and in habit found as a man. He humbled himself, becoming obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath exalted him, and hath given him a name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those that are in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is in the glory of God the Father. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 21. At that time when Jesus drew nigh to Jerusalem and was come to Bethpage unto Mount Olivet, then he sent two disciples, saying to them, Go ye into the village that is over against you, and immediately you will find an a-, a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if any man shall say anything to you, say ye that the Lord hath need of them, and forthwith he will let them go. Now all this was done that the word might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Sion, Behold, thy king cometh to thee, meek and sitting upon a donkey and a colt, the foal of her that is used to the yoke. And the disciples going did as Jesus commanded. And they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their garments upon them and made him sit thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down boughs from the trees and strewed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. <clears throat> A very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut boughs from the trees and shrewed them in the way, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Words taken from the Gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, my dear faithful, we commemorate the glorious entry of our Lord into Jerusalem. On this day, when our Savior and the Apostles were drawing near to the Holy City, Jesus Christ stopped and asked the Apostles to bring him a donkey. Our Savior then rode this animal into Jerusalem. Now, this may not mean much to us, but to the Jews it was a tremendous sign. We do do not know if they recognized it, or they simply did exactly what the prophet Zacharias of the Old Testament had prophesied. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout for joy, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, thy king cometh to thee, the just and Savior, poor and riding upon a donkey." For three years by then, our Lord's fame had spread for his teachings that stirred the people's hearts and his miracles that filled them with wonder. His fame had grown even greater when our Savior raised Lazarus to life. 
after Lazarus had been dead and buried for three days. No prophet or judge of the Old Testament, no, not even Elias or Moses, had ever worked such an outstanding miracle before. Because of this, Jesus Christ was esteemed as a wonder worker. And now, just before a great feast of the Jews, he fulfills this prophecy of the Messiah so literally. Again, we do not know if the people recognize this sign, the King of Kings, the Just One, the Savior, riding a donkey into the city. But still, they did just as the prophet Zacharias commanded. They began to rejoice greatly and to shout for joy. With full hearts, they cried out, Hosanna to the Son of David, which was the same as hailing Christ as the Savior. For all Jewish people well knew that other prophecy, that the Messiah would be one of King David's descendants. The people ran to join a procession behind Christ and also before him to prepare the way. Some scrambled up the palm trees that grew in abundance by the road. Others seized whatever leafy boughs they could find. The palms symbolized victory to the Jewish people, for the Messiah that they looked for would achieve victory after victory. And so as the procession moved along, the people waved the palms to and fro as our Savior rode by. But that, too, was not enough for them. The multitude still wanted to do more. Many took the coats off their own backs to make a carpet for Jesus Christ to ride upon, lest even the animal he rode be dirtied. It was a wonderful procession, a glorious manifestation of the people's belief in our Lord as the Savior and their joy that finally he had come. How different, my dear faithful, was this glorious procession of palms to the sorrowful procession of the cross on Good Friday. In that same city, just five days later, the same one that had been exalted as king as he entered the city was driven out and condemned as a criminal to die the ignominious death of crucifixion. Crowds again surrounded our Lord, but this time most were there to shout insults and blasphemies against him, to spit upon him and to strike him if they could. No one spread their cloaks before him to protect him from the road. Instead, they drew back as he was crushed under the weight of the cross and weakness from his wounds. The crown of glory the people had hoped to give him as their king was no wreath of gold now. Instead, a bundle of thorns had been placed on his head, then beaten and pressed down until it wrapped itself around like a helmet, tearing what was left of his skin. In his arms, the king of kings held his throne the cross, that giant piece of wood that weighed upon his shoulder and tore into his flesh. 
for his entire body had been made one giant wound by the scourges that had buried into his flesh and ripped it asunder. Following our Lord was Mary, his mother, John, his beloved apostle, and a group of women who were his disciples as well. These few walked along in mute sorrow, sharing his agony by their compassion and giving whatever comfort they could by showing that they at least did love him. Among that little group of faithful followers, my dear faithful, that is where we must be. Two thousand years later, we too must join our Savior in the way of the cross to show him that we too, we too do love him. Especially when in our world today, so few do. And why must we do this? Because it is our sins that put him through this great trial, that buried the scourges into his flesh, that platted the crown of thorns upon his head, and that nailed his hands to the cross to leave him there to die. And so, my dear faithful, I urge you to do your part, to console your God throughout this most holy week. Remember throughout these following days what really happened, what the Son of God suffered for our sins. Show our Lord that you at least care and compassionate our Savior. Especially us, my dear faithful, for we are privileged to have the full Holy Week ceremonies in our chapel. How many can say that today? How rare that is in our world. Thus, if at all possible to you, join us here for the ceremonies of Holy Week. Let them inspire you to love our God better. But wherever you are, my dear faithful, this most holy week, spend the time following after our Lord with Mary, the sorrowful mother, and John, the beloved apostle. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.